Welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast, a recap of the week in Atlanta sports, created by Atlanta sports fans for Atlanta sports fans. Welcome to episode 45 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. I checked, I'm proud of you for reading again. I checked uh, right, that when I said, hey, I need a second, it was me checking for the number again. I'm proud of myself. Is that a bell? Is that, is that a, a chime? It's the Undertaker soundtrack. Because we're burying the Falcons tonight. I didn't know if that was for Undertaker's retirement. I'm, I'm glad Jeremy's on board. Two against one now. No, uh, I'm, you know what? The Falcons are done. Off with the Falcons hat. Let's go gotta, Hawks. You got to take your shirt off now, too, because there's a Falcon on that. <laughs> don't need that. Don't need that. We, we, we get it. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I wasn't sure if the Undertaker soundtrack was for his retirement, because I know you're a big WWE fan, so I didn't know if you mourned that or not, or if it was for the Hawks or for the Falcons. No, it's definitely for Falcons. I mean, that was, that was brutal, their performance on Sunday. I mean, I, luckily I was, we had. I was able to had, watch that with Jeremy. Garrett wasn't here, though. <laughs> don't just stare at the computer screen. People on the, on the podcast don't know you're just staring at me in anger. <laughs> I wasn't there because I wasn't invited. Because he told me he was at Callaway Gardens. We don't have to talk about where I was, or what was happening. He wasn't invited. The thing to an made. event that I just watched by myself at my house. <laughs> I, was, I was not invited. Yeah, the thing that Daniel I must give Jeremy some credit because Jeremy and I were sitting there watching the game and Jeremy goes, uh, draw play. And literally, draw play happens. Called Dirk Cutter's offense for a Five seconds before it happened, was the there were the Saints running Velcro on that play? Because I assume it got stopped. <laughs> Shocker! It picked up like two yards, if that, with Todd Gurley running the ball. It was it was it was embarrassing. I'm, I mean, I'm glad we can quit the Falcons. I'm glad we can quit this Raheem the Dream for head coach push. Maybe hey, if now. Winning, I was all for it, but clearly. No. I was not for it regardless. Firing Dirk but, Cutter was sort of an essential. No, 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 no. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk Cutter, I mean, his offense is from 20 years ago. He's made no adjustments. It. I mean, he's running, they're blitzing nonstop on third down. And he's running these fly patterns with the wide receivers. It's like, you're not giving Matt Ryan any options to check down. Of course, he's not going to give yeah. Gurley any passing options because he hadn't done that all year. It's like. Yeah, there's nothing really coming out of the backfield as a safety valve at all. Well, and we put Stalker in there running routes. Oh my gosh, Luke Stalker! I don't. I could be a better tight end catching passes than Luke Stalker. I mean, and then the it's just the bad penalties he takes too. I mean, it's not just he's not very good, you know, receiving tight end. He's not a very good blocking tight end. I mean, he must just be a, a cheap tight end. Because I don't know when we keep bringing him back. And that's exactly what it is. He's a cheap tight end. He's a cheap tight end. What's uh? Someone, someone, give me a fact check. What's the Falcons' record right now? It's 
three and eighteen. It three feels and like. Six. No, it's three and seven. Is anybody on the sport, three and seven? Yeah, is anybody right, on the sports podcast? No, it's three. Three <laughs> and seven. I mean, no. I said it feels like three and eighteen because we watched this terrible team for, you know, seems like an eternity this year. Three and seven. Uh, preseason. Daniel had the Falcons at seven and three at this point in the season. Jeremy McKay also had the Falcons at seven and three. I would like to say we don't hate season. us because we're hopeful. We should be seven and three, by the way. I mean, that's not even hard. That is one hundred percent true. I mean, if we had, I had us at five and five. So, if we had any toward, I went, I went closest to the pin on this, on this award. I mean, if you have a competent head coach, we're seven and three. I mean, look at the games that we've lost. It's been pathetic. I mean, you don't see game, teams lose the way hey, you, we've lost. Y'all knew who we had coming into the season, and you you were still going seven and three at this point in the season. What took miraculous? No, it's not hopeful. It's we took miraculous collapses for us to lose those Mar- games. Miraculous, like, Morocco's. <laughs> Is there a Moroccan dance going on? hard. Yeah. You're one that it, complained it, about. He is right. It, one, it was us being hopeful. We had we had Dan, the Dan Quinn effect completely ruined the season. With you know, we had three games we lost that we should have won. Uh, it the Dan Quinn effect is real. I mean, Garrett, we're calling for him to be fired. Last but I do year. want to go back to what Jeremy was talking about with with the routes because Garrett gave me a hard time, Jeremy, for saying the O line was not the problem. People have been ripping the O line for the eight sacks, but it's one hundred. Like the O line would pick up the blitz. Not one hundred percent. No, on the routes not. or the play calling. Well, the O line. The O line was getting. The O line was getting worked yeah. by you, the Saints D line. There, I'm not there saying every sack. But a lot of times when the blitz was picked up and Ryan still had the ball yeah, for yeah. five seconds trying to look for something deep because Dirk Cutter. I'm recognizing they're blitzing every first and third down, and Dirk Cutter's not running routes that are short enough with, it, to yeah, take advantage that's, of those that's, blitzes. That's going to happen in a game. It's going to happen where O-line's going to pick up, gonna have to pick up. I'm not saying it was eight times, but it's just it's going to happen. It's going to happen where the defense is going to blitz or O-line's going to have to hold their blocks for a little bit longer, even if there is a short route or a, a quick you know slant that's just covered up. To me, that's it's going to have to happen, and they can't. Though, right? They can't because do it though. They can't do it a single play. That's, if it that's has coaching, to happen, because as a wide receiver, if you see the blitz, you've got to know to break that route quicker and make that that adjustment sooner. There was a time when there was a, a play that's why you can't have Luke Stalker in there because he doesn't understand that. Well, Hayden Hurst had the same thing. Hayden Hurst about got hit in the back of the head because he never turned around. I, that's why I told you I didn't want Hayden Hurst this season. <laughs> yeah, I think me and but that's coaching page on that. This this is a good I, – I wasn't sure when I was going to bring it up in this episode, but this is something I wanted to address. Jer, this is Jeremy and I. It's kind of a conversation that we're having right now, Daniel. is. I'll go get another ice cream sandwich. I'll come back. That, that's great. You can give us a tour of your house later. You just cribs episode you're cribs. trying to run here. Yeah. I had to go mobile so I could get You had to go to, to a different room in the house to show off your custom cabinets yeah. and light fixtures and whatnot. That's and fine. That, that's fine. Oh my and that blinding light. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's sorry, too, rich yeah. guy. Just turning lights on for the fun of it. <laughs> That's <laughs> he's really leaving. 
I'd like him to hear this, but we'll wait for Daniel to come back. He's turning off lights. Well, thank goodness for... He's getting ice cream sandwiches. This works. This works better. Come back, Daniel. Our viewers are going to appreciate that because that light was awful. That's hard. Okay. I so I wanted, lights off. Is that, is I wanted that better? to hear this. Please, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't start this podcast with you guys because I thought anybody cared about what I had to say or is any interested in my sports takes. Really, I was happy to start this podcast. So now Jeremy and I have complete index of all the terrible <laughs> takes that you have, Daniel. And everybody understands I don't have to go digging through my text message feed from six, eight, ten months, a year previous, take these screenshots to remind you of all your terrible takes when they don't pan out. Are we talking Christian Pache? Are we it's all this up Christian now? Pache is there. That is part. That is one of the. It wasn't my takes. best take. It was more of an anger and frustration. But that there's we in the plenty world of this. Dan Quinn Hope, this Hayden Hurst Hope. Hey, I still think. I Hayden mean, Hurst Jeremy, you back me up. The 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 list. Is endless. And the Falcons win and now it's just like there was a. You remember we we were going to come into this year with momentum from winning all those games last year. That was that was a good one. Yes. So now we have this documentation. It's it's on the interwebs forever. I think that's how things work from what I've here. So it it's. It's here. We can always go back and listen to how wrong you are. Wasn't my best work. I'm willing to admit. So, Garrett, more frustration and anger that we weren't in the World Series. Garrett, should we have traded a second round pick for Hayden Hurst? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no other team would have done that. Like Dimitrov wasn't going to pick somebody that was going to help us, anyways. So you might as well get a player that can help. Hayden Hurst is a good football player. He. And that's not the all. announcers even point out, like, Hayden Hurst is a good football player. It's the play calling, the scheming. Like, why isn't he, is he not getting the ball more often in the red zone? Why is he not getting those chances and, and those targets? And it's not because he's not open. Don't scratch your head, Garrett. I, don't, I mean, him being open is one thing. I mean, I, I don't see it like like you do, apparently. But it's, it's the fact that we gave up a second-round pick. No other team has given him a second-round pick for him. Like, it's just not... They might give up a fourth or fifth. I mean, he was a second. I'm not disagreeing. Like, uh, I would have loved for us not to have given up a second-round pick. But I think Dimitrov was in win-now mode and willing to do whatever it took to get a player now. That he J.K. Dobbins? Was. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly. A.J. Epinesa, which you loved him. That was my boy. But no, I, Chase, I, I don't disagree. Claypool. I would have loved to have kept a second round pick and maybe given up a fourth round pick to get up get Hayden Hurst. But I, I, we can't change that, right? It's more of now looking at the player, not what did we give up to get Hayden Hurst. I don't know. But looking at the player, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jonathan Taylor JTT no, is doing really well in Indianapolis. I mean, we just T. have way too, we have way too many needs to be trading a second round pick for a tight end. Xavier McKinney. We're not Would you rather see Luke Stocker out there every possession? Would I rather see Luke Stocker and Jakey Dobbins? Yes, I would. What? <laughs> no. You wouldn't? Like what? What? What's the difference? You think? You think we're going to be any worse than we are? 
Honestly, we're going down a path here that has no relevance on the success currently of the Falcons. We're not winning or losing games currently because of Hayden Hurst, right? We're losing games currently because... We're not winning. You're right. Because Dirk Cutter, primarily, and his play calling. Offensive line a little bit. And Todd Gurley has no explosion, right? So I don't think he needs to be getting the touches from Brian. I'd rather see Brian Hill get more of those touches. But you mean like J.K. Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> yeah. Explosive. So <laughs> we're missing attacking Hayden Hurst and what he is or isn't doing. Like it's hard to even judge the effectiveness of Hayden Hurst with Dirk Cutter calling plays. So to me, it's this isn't about Hayden Hurst, though. I think. I think Jeremy and I are equal still opportunity about me? attacking for the Falcons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you included. <laughs> it's about just terrible decision making. I mean, across the board, like. And yeah, they there was finally a change. Dimitrov's gone. Dan Quinn's gone. It was probably a year and a half too late. Well, this is perfect timing for a question I posed to Jeremy earlier, Garrett. See, we'll see what you two think. Jeremy was this when y'all were hanging out again and I wasn't invited? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a, uh, a Chick-fil-A drink run phone call oh. where I make all my phone calls. So I've heard. <laughs> so the, Between our three professional teams in Atlanta, sorry, Atlanta United, you're a minor league team. MLS is not big time. So between our three teams, Falcons, Hawks, Braves, mm-hmm. do we still say the Falcons are, are second behind Atlanta, uh, the, the Braves as far as chances to win a championship or be successful? Or have the Hawks, with the moves that they've just made, leapfrogged the Falcons? Are you talking about this year? I- I'm talking about moving – let's say – just who can win a championship? Five years, yeah. Over the next five years, which team is built for success? Are we talking the? Obviously, the Braves are our number one, right? We're nobody's going to argue the Braves, but two to me has become interesting. Is it the Falcons that have the best chance moving forward, or is it the Hawks that have the best chance moving forward? I think it's still the Falcons. Really? But the way, yeah, the right, way the NBA, the way the NBA is set up, I mean, it's just like yeah. there's like three teams that come to the championship. It, yeah. It's so, like you said, it's so top heavy, I guess, with just those handful of super teams, two, one, two, three super teams. That even with the additions the Hawks have, I think they'll be a better team. I think they'll be a playoff team, but they're not going to win a championship. Be I don't think they're winning a championship I, this year either. But uh, yeah, LeBron I mean, James. I think they have some success, but I think if it's a five-year look ahead, I think the Falcons have a better sh- chance of winning a championship i see the next five years in the nba sort of a changing of the guard right you're going to have guys like lebron exiting the league you're gonna have guys like durant getting you know a lot older uh i think why wouldn't it just happen again well i think the hawks are poised to sort of step into some of that void if they can uh continue to build a good team have success attract free agents uh bigger free agents than than even what we picked up this time. But I think if you're looking at a five-year span, I still think it's I think it's the Hawks because the Falcons are going to have, in three years, Matt Ryan probably isn't here, right? Would we agree? Maybe four years Matt Ryan's not here, right? And sure. within that window, sorry to Matt Ryan, like they haven't put enough around him offensive line-wise, defense, 
for him to have a chance. So I don't think the Falcons are winning the championship in that in that span. And then you're talking rebuild with a new quarterback, right? So it's I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think the, you necessarily have to rebuild with a new quarterback. I think they need to be rebuilding right now. But if you've got the pieces around, I think you can throw in a talented quarterback without rebuilding your whole team. That's not how it. That's not how it. You, successful teams are built around a top two, three, four pick at quarterback. The Saints weren't. And then having all that extra money. I think, because, I think Mr. Tom Brady would have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, all right. The exception to the rule, and Russell Wilson. But the reality is most teams that are having success have a young quarterback that they haven't had to pay yet that they can spend all that extra money on defense and offensive line uh, you know, before that quarterback gets that big contract. So that's where you find that early success. And then if you have the right guy, you can have that continued success. But you're going to have to find that right guy. And to do that, you gotta, you got to tank to get that number one to, say, four pick. Uh, I don't know. I hate to. What is that you're drinking? <laughs> what in Some the water. world is that? Is that imported stuff? It's <laughs> wow. I had the same question wow. when the family was I, here. Yeah, I, I was going to. Oh, I gave, man. I gave him the Jeremy same took a picture of the, of the bottle so that he could look on Google to see how much it cost. I was like, I, dude, it's a $2 thing of water. At first, I thought that was a can of like Cool Whip you're spraying in your mouth <laughs> or something, whatever it's called. It's just uh, a tall, I, tall I, can. I open it up at, to, okay. to work out in the morning and then refill it all day long and then get a that's, new one the next morning That's for $2. Phenomenal. It's made out of metal. Uh, phenomenal. I don't want to give any more praise to our our former co-host for a week, uh, Dutko, but I mean the Steelers – consistently good got big ben and continued being consistently good has so, been I mean, it can be done but i think that's if you're rebuilding the team now like you said you you probably draft a qb like maybe next year maybe the year after so he's got a couple years to learn the nfl 100 i'd love to and then it's a smoother transition it's sort of like packers far yeah. and aaron Rodgers. And I'd love for us. I'd say we go and make that this year, that that adjustment this year. But that's why they shouldn't have been winning games. So we could make that change or make that pick. We've won three games. We're still all right. The Jets are going to get the number one pick. You can't you can't stop the Jets. They might go over. The Jaguars are horrendous as well. You're not catching the Jaguars, but you got a chance at the third pick. Yeah, but I don't think a quarter top QB is going to the Jets. I mean, is he going to pull a? Is he going to pull a Eli Manning and say, "I'm not coming"? I would, a hundred percent. It's not a bad decision. That is not a bad decision. All right, let's get away from the Falcons because they are sort of buried. And like Jeremy said, I think our Falcons talk is going to drastically reduce over the next coming weeks, and I think our Hawks talk is going to drastically increase. Garrett's going to have to get it get uh, up to date on the NBA because the moves the Hawks made like Garrett said earlier, is, is going to put them in position to be a playoff team. Uh, I think it's playoffs or bust. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have never been to a playoff game when, when the Rona ends. Going to an NBA playoff game to me is the best experience of any sporting event that I've ever been to. 
so seeing the Hawks in the playoff again, playoffs again, hopefully is going to be exciting. Uh, but the, the biggest pickups to me were, was obviously Danilo Gallinari and then Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, as long as the Kings don't match that offer. It's Tuesday when we're recording this. They have till midnight. It's 9, 10. Yeah, three hours. And we'll know officially if, if we're going to pick up him as well. But they also added Chris Dunn, who's more of a defensive guy that Jeremy was not excited about because he can't shoot. Uh, uh, Rondo as well, who honestly isn't a great shooter either, but Garrett's got the timer, the timer going. Got the Blogdanovich timer. Uh, plus the guys we picked up in the draft. So uh, it's going to be an interesting deal of how they put this team together uh, with all these picks they've added. Did Did you talk about Rajon Rondo? I did mention Rondo. He can't shoot okay. either. So that's sort of a problem. But yeah, no, that Rajon. Yeah, that was the one I had the issue with not being able to shoot. I mean, Rondo can't find bus bucket from outside to save his life. So. I mean, Dunn's at least... Uh, I will say he's gotten better. You might be thinking his time with the Celtics when he really couldn't shoot. He has he has gotten better with the Lakers as he got older. Sort of like uh, Jason Kidd became a better shooter as he aged. We've got a lot of loyal uh, UK fan listeners that might be angry at your hot Rajon Rondo takes. <laughs> yeah, but Dunn's at least a solid backup to Trey Young, I think. I just don't see the fit as much with Rondo and Trey Young. I guess. I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'll be happy to be wrong because. Uh, so I mean, I, educate I, me. What's the what's the Hawks starting lineup, game one? That's I've, tough. I've gone back and forth on what they're going to do. It really is tough. It they paid Danilo Gallinari big time money, like the most anybody who's never made an All Star game over thirty. He's getting paid the most ever. Yeah, it sounds like an Atlanta move. It does sound like an Atlanta move, but I, I will say he's a player. Like he, he's a great shooter. Yeah, he's really. Uh, I mean, he's a, he, he's a good player at least. I mean, yeah, he he's a good signing. It really is. But like, like Jeremy's saying, trying to put together a roster is tough because you got John Collins at power forward, you got Clint Capella at center. Technically, Gallinari is a power forward, right? The dude's six ten. I think you're playing I mean, Gallinari. The only thing I think you do. Yeah, I think I'm going to be small forward. Yeah. And then I think your two is Bogdanovich if if uh, that signing becomes official and then Trey's your one, which means I think our bench is actually going to be really interesting to see that develop as well, right? With with being able to bring Cam Reddish off the bench, being able to bring uh, Herder and Hunter off the bench um, and seeing those guys have opportunities to develop where they're not having to be asked to be primary players. So now that the Hawks have some better players, do you trust Lloyd Pierce? Or is this like giving Kirby Smart a five-star QB? He's just going to ruin it. <laughs> or not play him. Yeah. I mean, we've, we're building this team, and it's under the control of Lloyd Pierce now. Like, Does that just blow it for us? I mean, all the people who said he was a good coach, he's going to have a chance to prove it. So, you know, if he he doesn't have the he what does he get? You get a get a year. Yeah, I think he gets a year. If he doesn't make the playoffs, he's out. Yeah, I don't even think he gets a year. I think they brought Nate McMillan in as that assistant coach, who's also a defensive specialist. But I think they brought him in because I think Lloyd Pierce is going to have a short rope this year. I think with this talent they've added to the roster, it's going to be you've got to produce. And if we're, you know. 
12 games in and we're, we're, you know, two and 10 or, or four and eight, I think they yank, I think they, they yank Lloyd Pierce and, and drop Nick. The words are tough. Nate McMillan in there. Yeah. And I'd, yeah. I, I'd like that more than I would like Lloyd Pierce, honestly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, we've got what another, uh, about another four weeks to go here, right? December twenty second, season starts. Yeah, four weeks. We get to see see what it's all about. And the Hawks haven't played in like, close to ten months. Yeah, yeah, which is just absurd. You think there'd be a little, uh, I don't know, some eagerness from those guys? Not you know, obviously Rondo. Was in the playoffs, but yeah, Rondo just finished the, playing like last week, winning a championship. Now he's getting ready yeah. for the next season, which which is crazy. But I guess m- most of the most of the roster hasn't played. Even the guys obviously coming out of college. Jeremy, played. are you with me on the lineup? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, do they? That's, that's their lineup. I think. I mean, the only they might try to start uh, Cam at some point just because he's. He was such a high pick, and he's so young. I don't know if you want to. I think it's between. I think that's the only spot I'm even questioning at all. But you start camera. I'm not going to even try that. That last name of our other guard. Talk about Bogdan Bogdanovich. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I know we're supposed so to be yeah. done with Falcon. I know we're supposed to be done with Falcons talk. How are we done? How are the Falcons done again before it's even Thanksgiving? Just three straight years. Yeah. I'm furious about There's the a whole lot of head shaking. Head shaking going on, which doesn't doesn't translate well to podcasting. We lost a, a team of, that was that I, was starting. How do I audibly shake my head? Yeah, we lost a team this week that was playing a garbage quarterback. The, I mean, it, it was like if T, Tim Tebow couldn't throw the ball, that's that's what uh, Taysom Hill is like. He had a bunch, so he spiked into the ground yeah. ten feet in front of the wide receiver. Uh, it was, it, it, I don't know how you lose to to Taysom he, Hill and the Saints. That was he, he threw that, that was seven, bad. The seventy yard duck that Deion Jones is still running in coverage on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no clue. How about Roddy White there? the the days leading up to the game saying we're gonna we're gonna Dude, just beat the Saints to we're gonna Twitter we're gonna take the Saints Saints can't start that garbage QB and Sean Payton retweeted it the ne- oh. the, the night after the game. I hate Roddy, Sean Payton. Yeah, Roddy White wouldn't let that happen. No. Yeah, that was we nine points. I mean. We had nine points at halftime. It was it was another embarrassment for the Falcons. It really that's why I don't want to talk about. It. I want to talk about the hope and joy that the Hawks are going to bring moving into this season, where we actually are going to be able to have some winning basketball and not just see Trey Young try to carry the team by himself. Yeah, would well, be nice. To, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of coach Pierce is, because I mean, we have all these people on Twitter telling us that he's they believe he's actually a really good coach and. I mean, we're going to see for sure this year because yeah. with Capella and you know all the all the pieces we've got, we can't be as bad on defense as we were last year. I mean, it was just brutal to watch. 
Yeah, Lord Pierce has a has a major following on Twitter. Yeah, anytime I mention some Lord Pierce, anytime I mention he's not a good coach, it's the most responded to tweets we have. I need to put one out there tonight. Just say, hey, we talked about Lloyd Pierce tonight. We all still agree he's awful. <laughs> yeah, it'll be maybe like a, tag, maybe tag a minute too. <laughs> oh man! Oh, you know, I just thought of something. We're bouncing around all tonight. Why not? Our boy Tack McKinley released again, picked same, up again. Same tweet. Same tweet. <laughs> but him and Vic Beasley both picked up by the Raiders. Oh man, that's wow! So they'll be coming to town this week. How fantastic is that? Tack and Vic together again. Well, at least our O line will look good this week. <laughs> I mean, if you're oh, running those out, those guys out on ends, I mean, it's the only time they'll have a chance to give us you know, decent protection all year. Well, this is how embarrassing it is. Tack most likely isn't going to pass that physical again. And then the other part is, it's Vic was signed to the practice squad. Well, he's he probably the won't even show squad. up for that. Is the problem? Yeah, that's very true. Like, and these we're talking about our two starting defensive ends for the past three years, two years, however long Tack was here. I guess that's three or four years. Wasn't Tack's been here a while? Yeah, he was there. Well, he would have been fifth year this next was, year. So this was he was here for four yeah. years. Yeah, this was fourth year. Yikes. Yeah, right, so the Falcons have six games left. They're only favored oh. in one of those games. I was gonna say, what's their? Uh... So I lose... say we go in six. I think we, we lose the Bucks well. game. Yeah, we lose the Bucks games. We lose the Chiefs game. We lose to the Saints. Uh, yeah, the Saints. I think they're still not gonna have. To... They're still not gonna have Drew Brees back. Yeah, then. We're gonna, we're gonna I mean, I know, I know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter. Doesn't matter. They'll probably throw Jameis next game, and he'll throw for about three seventy-five and four TDs. But you know, that's a just game historically. We, yeah, historically, we normally win that game just for no reason because it doesn't matter because we're already on the. So. Yeah, I I would like to revisit my stats. I think last episode. I made a claim that Jameis would go 23 for 35 with 295 and two touchdowns. Obviously, I was somewhat right. Their quarterback crushed us. I didn't know that Jameis wasn't playing, but y'all didn't think it could happen. Yeah. We're terrible. It's another hot take, Daniel. But yeah, I, I the Raiders are a decent football team when they yeah, want to be. Yeah. I mean, they almost beat the... Uh, was that the Chiefs? Yeah. They should have beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Just kind of blew it at the end. And then going to L.A. for the Chargers. Nah, we're not going to win that game. Yeah. We don't win West Coast games. Yeah, that's too, that's much, too much flying, too much travel. It's difficult. 0-6, finish some, the season. At some point, shouldn't we see what we have in these in our third-round quarterback there? The, the third-trend quarterback we brought off practice squad for the Falcons? I mean, there's no reason to play Matt Ryan all these games. Kurt Benhart or whatever. No. I, I don't think that happens. I think you – I mean, the team's already, I got to think, pretty lost. You really lose the team if you pull Matt Ryan. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> the team isn't lost for three and seven. We've been – I know, but right, you got to think about three agents and, and the perception around the league – 
You know, that would that would look Perception like... Perception around the league is the Falcons can't finish games. I know, but you pull the quarterback, right? And you 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 put that look out of, hey, we care about Matt Ryan, but we don't care about these other guys that we're still sending out here to a miserable pull, season. Pull all like of them. Like who? Julio doesn't play half the games anyway. That's correct. Are you, you just going to send the rookie, the, the, the third string quarterback by himself? Practice He's snapping yeah. the ball to himself? Yeah. Hey, you bring can't blitz squad. until three Mississippi? JV what? team. Get what world are y'all? This doesn't happen. You talk about me taking bad takes. This is the worst take ever. This doesn't happen. Yeah, you're right. You're going to lose either way. So, what's the difference? I don't know. We're going to find a way to win three of these games, and then we're going to be six and nine, six and ten. It's going to be hard to win three of these. I'm telling you, they're going to do it. I, I thought, I thought, I mean, I thought that the last two years. Yeah, but all right. We need to be careful here because what'll happen is we're gonna. This will happen if we continue to talk about it too much. Jeremy rang the bell last week for that we were gonna win. Jeremy, what's gonna happen this week? I need you to do something for us. What's gonna happen this week, Jeremy? Oh, we're winning by three touchdowns. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> ring the bell. Wait, <laughs> three touchdowns against the Raiders. Yep. Ring the bell. That's a win. We're continuing the jinx. If Jeremy can say we're going to win and he's confident we ring the bell, we won't win. <laughs> so this is... That means we have to score like 45 because our defense isn't going to hold them. Garrett, just ring out. the bell. I'm putting up 45. I don't... 45-21. Ding, 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 ding. I don't <laughs> know. Bell. I don't have a bell. This is the weird... Your sound effects you have and you don't have a bell, what are we paying you for? Ready for this? I've got. Got a flashlight and a nail. I don't know. (laughs) Sound effects being played from your phone under the microphone does not count. I tried that in like episode three and it was frowned upon, yet it's continuing to happen. Mm. No, I, I think. Oh, I mean, man. all right. Let's wrap up, guys, with uh, with some Braves. I know Garrett and Jeremy both have a lot of hot takes on the signing of uh, former Brave Charlie Morton. Yeah, my hot take is he's going to go real good being the third starter behind Bauer outage and Max Freed. Uh, so still going that we're still picking up Bauer, even though we've just signed Drew Smiley and Charlie Let's Morton. Go. That's correct. If you I like add the up, positivity. That's not if happening. you out, if you add up the Smiley and the Morton contract, what do you get? And the answer is Trevor Bauer. <laughs> so I, I don't know what we're doing yeah. spending that much. It's more of a, it's like a divide and conquer. We get Trevor Bauer on one day, when you can get Smiley and Charlie Morton on two days. I think the Braves looked at, at Trevor Bauer and said the dude's crazy. Soroka's going to be coming back. Soroka looks like he's wanting to try to come back at the start of the season. Uh, he's already starting to do long toss stuff already. But um, I think I think they looked at it and said, we've got Soroka, we've got Freed, uh, we've got Ian Anderson. We just need to What's your hot take on Ian Anderson? I love me some Ian Anderson. That kid is cool as the other side of the pillow. <laughs> 
Garrett's hot take was he was garbage. He, he had a bad last start. In the playoffs, <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> so therefore, I you got that like stuck him. in my head for an entire offseason. <laughs> Do better next time, kid. Ian Anderson was tremendous for us. Hmm. I mean, he's no Christian Pache, obviously, but I mean, who can be, right? So but I guess no, yeah. So I, I think they looked at it and said, "Bowers crazy. We're not bringing him in. We've already got a number one guy in Soroka." Freed's right a, a 1A, a 1B, and uh, and just shore up the back end with with uh, with Morton and Smiley and call it a day. So you're pushing Kyle Rain out of the rotation too. Which I know he was bad the last start he had, but he, he actually had some pretty good starts before that. Say, I didn't like Kyle Wright all year. I, I don't like well, the way he's, need... his presence on the mound or his his stuff. I, I don't know. Like you watch him and he has a little bit of that fear, I can't do this mentality. What's Which reminds rookie? me of Fulty, except Fulty was crazier. <laughs> Look at all the Braves rookies when they came Man, up initially. I'm glad you weren't in charge of the Braves rotation when uh, <laughs> Smoltz and Glavin were coming up. Hey, Glavin was it's awful about the, his first year. I was yeah. too young to like, I obviously remember them pitching, but like to analyze the the way they play and what their reactions on the mound. Kyle Wright at times, like I thought he was going to cry at one point when he got shelled that game. Against the Dodgers, his first trip, or was it against was it against the Marlins. He got shelled. Um, like he couldn't get mm. out of the first inning. That wasn't the Marlins. Talking about the Dodgers game, yeah. So, like, I, I thought the kid was just going to cry. You you'd probably cry too if he gave up eleven in the first inning. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think he's. Yeah, I'm not a big, big Kyle Wright supporter. <laughs> I'm. Go ahead, send the text. Oh man, Were tweet you... me, <laughs> at me, as the kids say. I need to. I need to remember what you said about AJ Minter last season. <laughs> no, I liked AJ Minter was, all season. It was probably pretty good. You like him now? Yeah. I know that. Yeah, the year before, I was disappointed in AJ Minter. Disappointed? <laughs> I could disappoint him, father. I'm well, trying to I, think of the kids' I name who came in. I'll, I don't uh, think Soroka is going to be there to start the year, so we're going to need somebody. I mean, there's no guarantees for Oka's. I mean, obviously he wants to be, and hopefully he's there for 75% of the season. But he got hurt in what, July? Is it July or August? Yeah, it was, it was yes. July. It was, it was a month of the year. That definitely I think it was, was the case. I think it was July. You're the worst. <laughs> we had- I mean, it could be a 12-month recovery so he might not be here to the back half of the season oh, it's not a 12 month recovery that nowadays those things when they pop an achilles it's a six to eight month recovery right. dude will be back okay i'm just saying there's no guarantee so you might need a call right for half a season and i'm okay with Soroka that on the back, back end as a five but i don't want to see kyle right out there as your three i'm not saying your three he's not he your would three. be your five yeah but I'm saying you might need one of those guys until Soroka gets back, and then Morton's only a one-year deal. I'd still so rather see. I can't you're still going to need name. to rely on some of these other young guys to get better for next year, and then the years to come. Who's the guy that came out? Uh, I don't know. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Good job, Garrett. I'd rather see Bryce Wilson in that five, just the way he pitches and his mentality on the mound, than see Kyle Wright out there. Like his his presence on the mound, he's just a large presence 
out there. <laughs> he does need to, to to bypass a few Twinkies. I will agree with that. But it, he has he's that the, bulldog he's mentality. He's the anti faulty. Right? He you're is. Never gonna, you're not going to say, man, that Bryce Wilson kid. He needs to put on some weight. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. It talked about in high school. He played linebacker or something. They were talking about that whole thing. And I was like, I bet he played linebacker. I, it looks like he'd mess somebody up. His neck's yeah, the size of my thigh. His brother plays uh, football at NC State. You could see it. The genes are in there. Yeah, it definitely is. But no, I'd rather have him in that five spot. Again, just because the way he pitches, you know, he attacks guys. Kyle Wright tries to, to nitpick and nibble. Bryce Wilson says, here it is. What just happened? Are you, are you nibbling into it's your nibbling. microphone, Garrett? It's nibbling. We, last week we said, man, we sure do miss the video. This week, I'm not so sure. Seeing you, it, it's, not as, it's not as great as I remember. This is awesome. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I know there's, we've talked about it even this year at the trade deadline. Some disappointment of not having a better, kind of that veteran frontline starter. Obviously, the Cole Hamill signing last year, we thought he'd be that guy, but. I trust Anthopoulos. I guess the moves he makes, the way we evaluate free agents. I know they said the smiley guy was someone they had kind of earmarked from day one of that's a guy they wanted. And I trust him, I guess. With all the moves, yeah, there's been a couple that haven't hit well. But majority or not, the moves he makes, these one-year deals, are going to sign these free agents. It works out. Or the talent evaluation or whatever they're looking for. It's just work it's worked out. I'm interested to see now that it seems like they've shored up the pitching of what happens with Azuna or if they go after Springer or what they do with with the bat now. Because that's the next that's the next thing. I don't think they're adding any more pitching. I think that's done. Other than Shane Green in the pen. I don't know if Melanson comes back. I'm interested to see what happens with the bats. I don't want Shane Green. You can you can write that down, and you can we can revisit that statement. But I do not want Shane Green. Jerry, yeah, I, want, I want Shane Green back. I thought he was really good at the end of the year. That's fine. We'll we'll see. Who would you rather? You want? Uh, let me guess. You want some other amazing reliever that we currently don't have on the roster? Yeah, uh, Arenado. <laughs> He's going to play third and <laughs> close out games. I can I can support that. <laughs> see He's oh my me. gosh i did see a, i did see a report that had arenado talking about him coming to atlanta the braves being a in contention you, to get nolan because i'm pretty sure i saw a report about him going to the dodgers and that, that sounds that was geez, also sweet. another team in the same report uh, but we don't that, need to see that that sounds more likely to me if, if he goes to the dodgers like it's just over like we're, do, we're just redoing super teams basically because they're if offensive. I'm Liberty Media, I'm going, you know what? It's not happening. We're, we're getting Arenado regardless. Liberty Media doesn't care. Yeah, they don't care at all. There's got to be care. somebody there that has a competitive itch in them that says, you know nobody what? Nobody that can, controls the first You're not getting Nolan. No, they don't no. care. No, as long as they're making money, they can care less. But, yeah, if the Dodgers get Arenado, I mean, that would, that would be ridiculous. I mean, that offense was already that just na- nasty. And you add him to that. Over Turner, who I think is hit or miss. 
I mean, that, that'd be a huge upgrade there. So hopefully that doesn't happen. If <laughs> yeah, That'd be awful. As, as we wind up this episode, trivia question, does anybody know Charlie Morton's nickname? I don't want to play trivia. <laughs> no, I don't. Ground Chuck. Oh, jeez. I, I don't get it. I, I don't. Is that seriously the guy's nickname? <laughs> well, Wikipedia based on what Jeremy named himself Wikipedia for this episode, it, it, they tie in together. I don't know. That was a good joke, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> the ground chuck, you named yourself Meatwad. I don't even know what that means. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying what, you're, what you've written here. And I know you don't know what that means, but that's okay. Is that from that stupid cartoon that y'all used to watch with the talking fries and the soda cup? It's Aquatine sir. I'm sorry we're not all as mature as you in our youth. Oh my gosh. Out grinding on the pavement, selling cars, being a professional. Wearing a shirt and tie. Super working fancy. For the, working for the man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before this episode turns into Attack Daniel again, I say we go ahead and call it. Garrett, I liked the idea of you pulling the plug last time. When you're ready, Garrett, pull the plug. Peace. That is it for episode 45 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. As always, thank you for listening and have a great week, Atlanta.